0: Welcome to this episode of the TennisUnleashed.net podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frosto. And in this episode, I wanna get into something that might be a little bit more controversial, and that's kind of the general lack of respect or appreciation for Novak Djokovic at this 2021 US Open. And I wanna talk about why that might be happening. All right, so let's talk about a couple possible reasons why people might not be giving Djokovic as warm of a reception as they should for a number one player in the world. This all goes back to the whole Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal thing from the past. Those guys have giant fan followings, as Djokovic does as well. He has a very large fan following as well. But those guys have been beloved for such a long time and have such diehard fans. And I think it's because they play with such unique styles of tennis, right? They play different types of games. Federer is this sort of super smooth, effortless looking player. And he's kind of the first guy to bring that since Pete Sampras did it in the 90s, but he brought it in a different way where it was more even in his ground stroke game and his movement and everything in between. Nadal is sort of this workhorse. You can't beat me. You can't deter me. You can't do anything. And this clay court sort of you know superhero in a sense that the guy won everything on clay and won 13 French Open. So he's got a completely different fan base that is nuts about him and the way that he plays. And then you have Djokovic, right, who is not necessarily dominant on clay, right? He's not dominant on grass, which are those surfaces the other two guys are dominant on. He's dominant on hard courts, which is a surface that maybe isn't as sexy and elegant as grass or clay, right? Because those two surfaces, those are something that you don't see all the time. You see hard courts everywhere, at least in the United States. In Europe, you're definitely gonna see more clay, but the surface and dominating on a hard court maybe just isn't as beautiful as it might be on one of those other two surfaces. So you have that little tiny factor, right? You have different fan bases. On top of that, Djokovic kind of came in and came out of nowhere and started to beat both of those players, right? And started to beat them on some of their best surfaces, whether that's Federer at Wimbledon or Nadal twice now on clay. So Djokovic doesn't have the flair necessarily in his game in the same ways that Feder or Nadal do, but he does his own things really, really well. You kind of pair that up with the incident in New York City last year, right, where we had the accidental hitting of the lines lady last year in the throat with the ball, which was a complete accident, but it was Djokovic kind of acting out, right? And in this day and age, social media, everything being what is with the internet, you can't have incidents like that because people are going to hold you To a higher standard, in my opinion, than they hold themselves, right? Because we all want to kind of pretend that we're perfect and we don't make mistakes, especially in this day and age, in this Instagram world. People don't want to look bad in any situation. And then you've got Djokovic, the best tennis player in the world, getting disqualified for a quote unquote violent action, which was an accident of hitting someone in the throat. It's not a good look, right? So you pair that up with. The whole Federer-Nadal thing, then you have that incident on the court, and he follows that up with being such a dominant player on top of that. The guy's won the first three Grand Slams in 2021, and then he goes to the Olympics when he probably shouldn't have. He probably should have just rested, but tries to get the Golden Slam and what happens in the process. It's tough conditions. It's 90-plus degrees over in Tokyo. It's unseasonably hot, right? It's humid. A lot of the players are struggling with this. You've got players that are defaulting at the Olympics because the heat was so extreme. And if you ever played in extreme heat like that, especially in tennis, which can be a bit of a fitness battle, it is brutally difficult. So Djokovic ends up playing Zverev in the semifinals and ends up losing that match to him, which was a huge upset. I don't think anybody expected Djokovic to go into the Olympics after winning the French, Wimbledon, and the Australian Open and then lose to Zverev in the semifinals. But he loses that match. You can tell he's down about it. He's upset about it. But the court really was basically tailor-made to Zverev's game. High bouncing, slow court. Sort of an anomaly this event, in my opinion. But Djokovic ends up then playing the bronze medal match and plays against Pablo Carreño Busta and loses to Busta in three sets and has an epic meltdown on the court. And again, in this day of social media... Everything being online, you just simply can't have these meltdowns because people are going to hold you to a higher standard than they hold themselves. And that's one thing mentally that Novak can learn from this experience is that when you're the best player in the world and you're trying to make history, you're going to be held to a higher standard than a normal person. And that's not a criticism. Novak, he is a human being just like everybody else. And he's very in tune with, you know, the mental side of life and just using the mental side of the game to improve every component that he's involved in. But he's still human and he's still susceptible to pressure and whether that's self-imposed or it's coming from the outside, right from the press, but he's susceptible to the same pressures that any other human being is. And I believe those pressures are amplified a million times over compared to decades in the past because of social media and online presence, because anybody with a computer these days can make a comment about you or say something about you, and that can be impactful in your life, whether you want it to be or you choose for it to be or not. People have that power now, and they didn't have it before. Another reason I believe Novak isn't getting the same love that some of the other players do, right, is he's pretty outspoken about The choice of diet. He's a plant-based athlete, which is pretty rare, especially at the top of a sport. He may be the only plant-based athlete that I'm aware of that's number one in their sport and would be considered an all-time great in their sport while being on a plant-based diet. That's pretty rare. So Novak tends to kind of sit on the outside of normalcy, at least in the United States and Western culture, whether it's his diet or it's his views on medications or things that might be associated with that. Which I don't really want to get into on this podcast and get flagged on this podcast, but I think you know what I'm talking about with that. And it's important to understand that I think a culmination of all of these things, him sort of being outside of what's considered normal in Western culture, is why he's getting flack in New York City. And just New Yorkers being a tough crowd to begin with, right? They're, they're a pretty tough bunch, or can be. And I've met plenty of friendly New Yorkers, but we know that that can be a pretty tough crowd. So he's sort of sitting outside of the norm of what the media and you know the mainstream view is of certain things in his life. On top of that, he's had some of these blowups recently where it's made him look bad, and the press has gone and ran with it, and I get why they have to run stories right And they want things that are going to make headlines. So if people are kind of looking for the reasons why Djokovic maybe isn't getting the love and respect that I think he deserves in New York City, I think it's really a culmination of the five things that we talked about. And the question is from here, if he wins slam number 21, which I think he has a tremendous chance to do because of how good he is, will he get that love and respect then? Will he be considered the greatest of all time? And in my mind, I already respect the guy for what he's accomplished on the tennis court for his lifestyle approach, the way he views things holistically. That really resonates with me as a person trying to make better choices, whether it's dietary or mental or just how we treat people and those types of things. I respect all of that. And I understand that as humans, we're flawed, right? Everybody's flawed, no matter what they present in an online space or what you see from them on their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, the platform, we know we're not perfect, right? Many people seem to have an issue admitting that they're not. I have no issue admitting that. I'm far from perfect, like I said. So we're holding this guy to some crazy standard that we don't expect of other people because the guy happens to swing a tennis racket for a living, and that happens to be on TV pretty frequently And people look up to him and idolize him. So I guess the only thing that I would really say to Novak, if he happens to be listening to this podcast during the U.S. Open, which he probably isn't, but you never know, is that he has to remember that he's being held to a higher standard than anybody else in the tennis world, essentially, because he's the number one player in the world, and he's going for the all-time Grand Slam record and trying to break it and trying to get to 21, which is going to elevate him above Roger and Rafa just statistically. In my opinion, Novak is already the greatest player of all time. If you look at his game, just top to bottom, he has no holes in his game. There's literally nowhere to go when you play him. You're not going to attack his backhand. You're not going to attack his forehand. His serve has improved tremendously. He volleys so much better than he used to. He also gets in and serves and volleys and shows really good touch and feel up the net now. So the guy has no holes in his game, and he's probably... The best, if not one of the best movers to ever play the game, as well as return of servers. So he's got all these things on his side that he's accomplished and he's capable of, but he still can't get love at the end of the day because of maybe a few different public displays of anger that he's had, especially in the last year or so, right, that people are holding him to this higher standard than they'd hold anyone else. And me personally, I don't feel like it's my responsibility to hold people accountable for things they do on a tennis court if they're smashing rackets or throwing a racket into a stadium. Yes, it shows frustration. Yes, it might show a lack of maturity in some respects, But at the same time, I don't know what it's like to walk in that person's shoes, so I don't feel like it's my responsibility to judge other people. But we, of course, live in a society, right, where people can make up their own minds for what they do and say and how they want to present themselves. So in that situation, and remembering who Djokovic is and understanding that he is number one in the world, he's got to be more careful than a normal person does that's in an everyday situation because of the ramifications of social media and just being in the spotlight and potentially getting that 21st slam at the U.S. Open. So if he does win his 21st Grand Slam here at the U.S. Open, it's going to be pretty tough for people to deny him of just that basic respect and admiration for what he's accomplished on the tennis court because he will be the all-time majors leader as well as a host of other statistical records he holds. And not only that, but... If he collects number 21 that doesn't mean he's done right he could end up with 22 23 or even 24 grand slams as we go into the 2022 season so my hat's off to novak for his accomplishments on the tennis court i respect him off the tennis court as well and i think other people will warm up even more again and kind of come around as he continues to potentially break records and that wraps it up for this episode of the tennis unleashed podcast i'm your host jason frosto If you want some of the best online tennis instruction in the world, visit us at tennisunleash.net. And also make sure to check us out on YouTube. Find a ton of great video content on our YouTube channel. A lot of stuff recently on technique and tactics of the best players in the world that can help you improve your game. I'm Jason Frosto for tennisonleash.net. I'll see you next time.